It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Uh, I am in full-blown panic oh, so mode. Am I. We are in day two of the free agency, and we only have six months, guys, until there's another Cowboys game. How are we ever going to improve this team? That's a question I've been asking the whole day long. <laughs> Nobody's been able to answer it for me. Um, all right. Uh, well, there's this whole draft I've heard. I don't know. I've, I think I've, I've we'll, heard we'll something that. about that. All right. So yeah, uh, coming up on today's show, it's going to be one of the – the saddest days in Lockdown Cowboys history. <laughs> oh uh, it's an emotional God. day for me as the Buffalo Bills have signed uh, elite slot receiver Cole Beasley to a four-year <laughs> deal. Uh, we're to- up to $29 million. I think it was $17 million guaranteed in the first uh, two years of the deal. Uh, so, Landon, my first question for you is, how many wins worse does this make the Cowboys not having Cole Beasley? <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, uh, it's it's hilarious because, like, everyone tries to project forward from the moment that news breaks. Like, That's like, what Twitter's for, like right? you're fielding the, yeah, like, you're, like, you're, ref, like, you're fielding the team that is, uh, is, you know, the same makeup as what happened, what it looks like in March, <laughs> you know, like, uh, Look, I mean, I love Cole Beasley. Uh, I would have loved to have him back at a, if there was a way to work it out with the price the way the Cowboys wanted. Uh, that didn't happen, and now he gets to go live and play up in Buffalo for you know eight million, and he's earned the money and he deserves it. Uh, I don't think that the Cowboys fans should be. You know, jumping off the cliff. Do you need to replace his production? Absolutely, but I, I think this just this idea that he's some irreplaceable cog is—I I don't know. I, I just don't okay. Buy that. So there's a lot of things I want to talk about in regards to Beasley. 
Uh, let's first start with the positive. Uh, I'm happy for BSI. I think he deserved it. He's, he's been yeah, really good over the last couple of years. Uh, I'm a little curious about the fit, though, because I, a big reason I get uh, reportedly why Beasley wanted uh, to leave was he wanted to show that he could be a productive uh, receiver elsewhere and put up better stats. I'm not sure Buffalo. Uh. I'm not sure Buffalo's the spot <laughs> for that, right? I mean, it, it's a low volume passing offense with a lot of different weapons. They're going to be running the ball a lot. I, I don't see how he's going to put up better numbers in Buffalo, but that's just me. Um, I want to talk about making this team better because we actually had this conversation uh, on Twitter. Um, I, I I feel like it's going to be hard for this team to replace Beasley for a couple different reasons. And we talked about it on a, a previous podcast about some of the slot receivers in that class or in this upcoming draft class. You can find quality receivers. My problem is most of the time those guys are going to be second to third round picks. With the Cowboys having such limited draft assets this year, can they really afford to spend a, a pick on a slot receiver to replace potentially their, you know, their production uh, that Beasley was going to put up? I don't know. I, that, that's why I'm a little dubious that this team is necessarily going to get better when they don't have a first-round pick, when they are letting guys like Cole Beasley walk out the building. Uh, tell me why I'm wrong. Well, because you don't have to replace uh, – first of all, this idea that like you got to have a one for one replacement for Cole Beasley in order to replace that production is just flat wrong. Like like people need to just stop thinking that way. Like you don't have to replace Cole Beasley with another five eight, you know, white guy who not, plays not. in the slot. You, you don't have to do that. And, and in fact, if anything, what you can do is you can go out and get a wide receiver who maybe has a little bit better versatility, who can do some of the things that Cole Beasley can do, but can also play on the outside, can also be a deep threat, can also do some other stuff with the ball in his hands that Cole Beasley can't do. You know, the idea that you can't upgrade over Cole. Beasley is crazy, guys. Well, Come it's not on. that you can't like, upgrade. I think it's it's the combination that Beasley was very good in his role, and he seemed to have a pretty good connection with Dak. And I, that's the last thing I want to take away from a young quarterback is a guy that he feels really comfortable with, especially on third downs. I guess that's why I am so not, uh, not upset because that's not the right word. I'm he, bummed that he's gone. He's a th- he's a 30 year old slot only receiver who is right. not going to get more athletic as time gets by, not going to get more healthy as time But I, but I thought he was a perfect compliment to, to Amari Cooper. That, and, and, and that's fine because you're speaking in the past tense, but we're signing for the future tense, Marcus. That's but the I, problem. But, is the problem is that everyone assumes that this level of, of, of production plus is what we're going to get for the length of his contract, which may not be the case. He may be in the early stages of, of decline at his age. He may not be. The point is, is that you know, like the idea that all of Beasley's production was based only on Beasley and not the position, not you know, it's things that can't be replaced by Cole Beasley is 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 just you know, it's just ridiculous to me. It's like I I, I think that I agree that he's a a good player who gives you a certain amount of of comfort at that spot. But frankly, like this whole idea that teams that everyone wants to hold in both of their hands at the same time. I want this team to get better, but I also want them to use the exact same players in the exact same way as the previous season are not congruent. All right? Like you you have to fine. find if you want to find ways if you want to find ways to upgrade, 
then you have to get rid of the guys that are holding you back in the upgrade. And I'm not saying that Cole Beasley doesn't have extreme value. He is extremely value third down, you know, a chain mover. And that is something that is that has been his only skill set. Yeah, but that's really. a pretty valuable entire skill set time to that have, though. Well, no, that, 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 let me finish. That has been his only skill set this entire time. It's been good enough as a skill set for people to overlook every single other thing about him and, and keep him on the team this whole time, and he's produced using only that skill set. That's extremely impressive. The way that, to possibly improve on that is to get a guy who can do some maybe 85 95% of what of what – Beasley does in the slot, but can also give you something on the outside, something down the field, something you know in, in the return game because Beasley's just you know an average waving yeah. off punts and then yep. kneeling them. So I, I, my point is is that the the idea that we can't replace this look there's. You, now what you do is if you get a guy, you don't have to go out and get a slot guy. In fact, I would recommend someone you go get an inside-outside guy because then you can. You want to know how you get better? You you start rotating your guys out in, into different slots. You start creating more mismatches, and you don't have to worry about not being able to put out your second or third best receiver because just because you want to put your best receiver in the slot. That but I, play. I would agree. You I know, would agree like, with you. I think you're on the right track. I, I, I do think the Cowboys need to have somebody they can play on the inside and the outside. My problem is they don't have that guy right now. Now, with the, the draft is coming up, and I think that ideally you would like to draft that player. But... When do, what, time do, what time does free agency I, finish I, I, for, I know. The, for, the, for the season right, today, but, Marcus? I wasn't sure. I just want to check the clock and see up. we have exactly three hours left, or is there more right. than three hours left but in this free agency I, period? I, I have a feeling if the Cowboys weren't going to pay Beasley in free agency, I highly doubt that they're going to pay somebody else who has a similar skill set. Like, they're not going to go out and pay a Golden Tate, right? I think... I, why? But that's not a. But see, that's 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 the problem. Is that you're considering those to be similar skill sets? They don't have similar. No, no, no. Skill I'm sets. saying a, a player that can play Golden inside Tate, outside. Golden like Tate can do. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is that you're you're if they are not willing to pay Cole Beasley, who can who is only a slot only player, seven and a half eight million dollars a year guaranteed or whatever it was, right? Yeah, so, per year. Yep. Uh, why does that? Why does that mean that they wouldn't play, pay somebody that is more I, it skilled doesn't necessarily than Cole mean Beasley? That, but I guess and if you look at the history of, of their free agency over the last couple of years, they tend not to do that. They tend to they're going to get guys on value deals, and Golden Tate's probably not going to come on that. My whole point is, I'm fine drafting a receiver to replace Beasley. My problem has always been I thought they they're not ready to do that yet because if they go into the draft and things don't fall their way they're either going to have to ignore that position or they're going to have to reach on a player this is why last year i was hoping they were going to kind of get somebody to kind of fill that role so that when beasley was ready to leave in free agency you'd have a guy that's already been in the system for a year ready to go i i just i don't think they were ready to let beasley go and i think that's kind of a, a uh, kind of a fall to the front office. I mean, I, we know they drafted Ryan Switzer. He didn't work out, uh, but they probably should have been a little bit pro- more proactive out over the last year and a half. I, 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 I mean, look, they were going to draft a, a wide receiver either way in this draft, I feel like. They were going to get probably, a guy Probably, but now no it forces what. you to, I would think, if you don't sign anybody in free agency. Well, I'm, uh, I, I, I mean, you know, maybe, but maybe not. Like, I, I just don't know that, like, you know, look – the the idea that Cole Beasley is uh, 
that you couldn't just replace that or that 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 you know Cooper can't do with some of the things that Beasley can do in the middle. I just think that look, only five wide receivers have been signed or whatever it is in free agency. The the entirety of the free agency class is still left and the 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 vast majority of the big money deals have already been handed out. So there's still a ton of good people left, people that may even be better than Cole Beasley left in free agency that the Cowboys could sign. And on top of that, I would say that there's probably you know two or three guys that are in the Cowboys range that they could get in the draft that probably could be better than Cole Beasley this season. Maybe not right away, but you know what I'm saying? Do things this season that might be better. So, uh, look, uh, the idea that they weren't prepared for this, I, I think that they had an idea that, that they knew that they weren't going to re-sign Cole Beasley. Uh, I, I don't think that this... the I, Just because everyone else wants to panic about this at this moment doesn't mean that the Cowboys don't have options here. They have still all almost all the options they had before Cole Beasley signed the Bills. You know, just that Cole Beasley himself is not one of them. I, I, I think everyone needs to get the totality of the picture before they freak out about it, 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 Cowboys' inability to improve the, the, the picture in general. We don't even know what the picture looks like yet. So, like, let's get an idea of what it is before we just start completely trashing or, or assuming the worst and thinking that there's no, the Cowboys can do nothing to, to fix this. All right, this. so let's, let's walk through some of the free agent scenarios because I think that's, uh, you know, a worthwhile exercise. So, uh, as of this recording, we're recording it on Tuesday in the afternoon. Uh, Golden Tate has not been signed. I think that's, that's probably the premier receiver of, of the guys, and that's a guy that we've talked about a lot. I think... I would be willing to pay him, you know, ten to eleven million per season because he does give you a little bit more versatility. So, to your credit, that is one guy that would make a lot of sense. Uh, Tyrell Williams is that somebody who would make sense? Now he's not a slot receiver, but he does give you more speed on the outside and could potentially put uh, Cooper in the inside. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's all depending on what they're looking at money wise. I mean, Tyrell Williams, I think, is a guy that kind of fits the mold of what they're usually looking for in a receiver and uh and uh, that i mean i don't know what his number is at this point um but if you know if it's if it's something reasonable then i, I certainly wouldn't have a problem taking a look at a guy like that i, I mean i think that uh you just kind of have to figure i mean i think each player is kind of you know like they, their fit on the team is going to be different depending on who they are so uh, I think that you know, a guy like Ty- Tyrell Williams' fit on the team is probably different than, a, like you know, like you said, a, a Golden Tate or some of these other guys that that you know, potentially. Could I, I, I'll run down a couple more names. You tell me if any of these guys stick out to you as guys you would at least entertain uh, the Cowboys signing. Uh, Randall Cobb of the Packers, Dante Moncrief, Michael Crabtree, Brashad Perryman, Dontrell Inman, Philip Dorsett, Cordero Patterson, Chris Hogan. Any of those guys interest you? I mean, in all of them do it at some price, you know. Cobb, uh, I think. Uh, 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 who are some of the other ones that uh, I Crabtree? I think. I mean, Crabtree could be an interesting number two receiver. I think on this team. I think. Uh, uh, There's uh, Hogan. Jermaine Curse is still available. Yeah. I think someone like Chris Hogan definitely is 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 someone that I would be interested in. Um, you know, I think a couple of these guys, depending on what their roles are and, and how they. F- <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what is. I don't. Is he available? He's a free though? agent. 
I thought he, what did he his deal with New, New yeah, Orleans? It was a one year deal. Uh, it ended up being like a four day oh, okay. deal. Okay. <sighs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I I don't know. I mean, probably not. <laughs> maybe I guess probably not. I mean, I, I can't imagine no, that I, that would work out. I, I do think uh, there. Mike Wallace is still out there. I do think there's there. names think, that can know, give you quality snaps, but. I just I wonder how much this offense is going to miss that guy that was nearly automatic in man-to-man coverage out of the slot. There's guys that can do certain roles for you, like a Chris Conley can can make some plays on the outside. Uh, Aldrick Robinson has some speed, but I just think that role and it, it may really that's what I'm talking about more than Beasley himself. That role of a guy that can dominate in the short to the intermediate part of the field, especially on third down. I think they're going Let's- to miss it if. They can't find somebody close to that to, to, to fill it over the next couple of weeks. Name the slot corners in the NFL off the top of your head that you feel comfortable putting one-on-one on the opposite side of Cooper in the slot. I mean, none. But at the same time, at the, <laughs> at the like, same time. Like, I mean, there you go. Could, like, I, Listen, at, at the same time, now you've got a guy in the slot who actually gives you something after the catch. Who actually could catch a sl- short pass and turn it into a touchdown? Uh, you know, and th- like I-, I just think that you've got a guy who can win with quickness and-, and route running just as well as Beasley. He just happens to be 6'2", 220, and runs a four four. So maybe we should start getting that guy the ball a little bit more. I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm just thinking that they need to get another reliable target, whether it is a slot receiver or an outside receiver. We'll, we'll see what they do. Sure. Um, yeah. It just. It- I think that's I think that's the key point. We're, we'll see what they do. I'm not optimistic though. We still got uh, time. Shockingly, we got time. I'm not optimistic. We do have some time. I know that's that's so right. surprising. Uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.